Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have all of you here this morning. Please join me as we begin our service with the doxology, which is found in your red hymnal number 549. The doxology, hymn number 549. is hymn number 691. This is how God showed his love for us. He sent his only Son into the world that we might have life through him. This is what love is. It is not that he, that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. Dear friends, if this is how God loved us, then we should love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made perfect within us. This is how we are sure that we live in God, and God lives in us. He has given us his spirit. And if we have seen and tell others that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world, whoever declares that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him, and he lives in God. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number six, Praise Him, Praise Him. Hymn number six. Jesus, Savior, reign forever. 
chapel. And Lord, we truly do praise you with all the wonderful things that you have done in our lives. But yet, God, we have challenges every day. Things that we are trying to overcome. A purpose in life that we're looking for every day to have that gives us the motivation to desire to serve others and to serve you. Many times, God, we have emotional challenges and physical challenges and spiritual challenges that we're trying to overcome. And it's difficult for us to praise you, God. But you remind us to give thanks and to praise you in all the circumstances that we find ourselves in. When things are easy and when things are difficult, that we are always to give thanks. So, God, we're doing that. We're giving thanks and our desire is to worship you here this morning, and we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives, also the needs of family members and of friends, the needs of patients throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff that are working, the needs of the family members that we'll be visiting. And Lord, in the same way that we have asked for ourselves that you hear our prayers and our intentions, Lord, we ask in the same way that you hear their prayers, and we lift them up to you in prayer right now. And Lord, I would ask that you would continue your blessing upon us, that as we sing hymns to you, as we offer our prayers, as we read the scriptures, that you would just bless what we're trying to do, because our desire is to draw closer to you. And we praise you, God, and we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 8, To God Be the Glory. Hymn number 8, To God Be the Glory.
Our scripture reading this morning is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful for the way that we can just praise you and give you honor and place in our lives. And Lord, our desire is for you to always have first place and to be our first priority. And I would ask God that you would help us in that desire that we have as we continue to worship and that you would help me to say the things that we all need to hear so that we can draw closer to you. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I don't know what type of vehicle you might drive, but the question I want to ask is, do you have bumper stickers or decals on the vehicle that you drive? And what do those bumper stickers and decals, if you do have them on your vehicle, say about you? And the reason why I ask that question is, how many times have you been walking or driving down the road and you see a vehicle in front of you at a stoplight and you notice all the decals that they have on their vehicle? And really, I think if we would ask the person about their decals, they would say it represents things in their lives in which they have some type of commitment to. And I do notice especially vehicles that have military symbols on them. You know, whether it's the Marine Corps, or whether it's the United States Navy, whether it's the Army, whether it's the Air Force, whether it's the Coast Guard, whether they've served in the infantry, whether they have been in airborne, whether they have served on a ship. And it's interesting the things that you see in terms of what's on the rear of the vehicle. And I would say specifically dealing with us that are veterans or that are still serving in the military. We notice those symbols and we know many of them in terms of what they represent. I think it's a commitment that people have made to serve our country, the sacrifices that they have made, and they are very proud of the commitment that they have made. They're very proud of their military service. They are very proud of the sacrifices that they have made for the freedoms that we enjoy in this country. And they continue that commitment just based on the, the decals and the bumper stickers that they have because it is something that is part of their lives. It is something that they are proud of. It is something that identifies them with who they are as a person. And they want to, to show and to tell others about that same commitment that they have within themselves. In the same way, the scriptures that we have just read this morning talks about the whole idea of a light. The light that represents Jesus Christ in our lives. And what do we do with that light? 
So in the same way as we have talked about bumper stickers and decals that represent military service as we think about those and maybe you have them on your own vehicle, in the same way the light that is in your life that represents Christ, does it reflect the commitment that you have to God through his son Jesus Christ? In the same way, are you willing to show others and to demonstrate to others the commitment that you've made to Christ? Just like you would about your military service if you have bumper stickers or decals on the back of your vehicle or if you would put them on the back of your vehicle about your military service, it would reflect that commitment that you've made. What have you done that shows and demonstrates the commitment that you have made to God through His Son, Jesus Christ? And the Scriptures give us the example of that light. And if you are that light of Christ, if you have made that commitment to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, then you would not have that light hidden. You would not have something like that where others could not see it. On the contrary, you would want to show that light. You would want that light to help everyone. You would want that light of commitment that you have made to be there to show God's glory in your life, but also to allow other men and women to see in the same way the light that you have, the vision that you have. Because if we ask those who do put military stickers and decals on the back of their vehicles, they would say that they want others to know of their service and sacrifice because they are very proud of it, but yet they want others to know that, right, that they have reflected that commitment, and they want others to have the same type of commitment. In fact, if you go to military-sponsored events where there are veterans, and usually veterans wear something to identify themselves in terms of their service, there is that camaraderie that they share because of the commitment that they have made in their service, regardless of whether they are old or regardless of whether they are still serving and are much younger. There is a identity that is there and reflecting of that commitment of service in the military to our country. And they are not ashamed of it. They do not hide it. God does not want you to be ashamed of your commitment that you have made in knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He doesn't want you to hide it doesn't want you to be ashamed of it. On the contrary, he wants for you to show it to others so they too can understand and have a commitment to God through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. But it is difficult many times when we look at the reality of our commitment. And in the same way, if we think about our own military service and the reality of the commitment that we made. Many times the reality of the commitment can be very difficult and trying. Many of us who have experienced the reality of our commitment of our military service bear the scars, and so do our family members, of some of the things that 
we have been through. That is the reality of the commitment of service. That is the reality of the light that we show that represents God in our lives. That is the reality many times of our military service and the commitment that we've made. For those of us that have served in harm's way, we understand the reality and the sacrifice that is, need, that is needed in our service. So we need to understand that. That when God asks us to be committed to Him, that there, perhaps, in that reality of that commitment, a sacrifice will be needed from us. But we should not be afraid of or fear the whole idea of the reality of the commitment that we've made to God. Because if we think about it, the reality of our commitment is just reflecting the honesty and the truth and the trust of what the gospel represents to us. There's no hidden agenda. When God asks you and calls you through the power of His Spirit in your life to become one with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you ask for God to forgive you and you invite Christ into your life, there's no hidden agenda there. It is pretty straightforward. Because when you came to know Christ as your own personal Savior, you realized that somehow you were separated from God and that there needed to be a way in which forgiveness could take place in your life. The forgiveness for our wrongs, my wrongs, your wrongs. The forgiveness that is needed when we come before God just as we are. There was no hidden agenda in that. Just the reality of the commitment that God wanted you to make to Him. And we have sung these hymns this morning about praising God, thanking God for what He has done through His Son, Jesus Christ, in our lives. And if we do not allow that light to shine, then are we truly committed to what Christ represents in our lives. If you're afraid of, if I'm afraid of showing that light that I am a Christian, even though of all my imperfections and all of the different things that I do not get right in my life, but I, I continue to try to get those things right in my life, are you embarrassed? Are you ashamed? The reality of our commitment demonstrates the fact that we want to be God's followers. And that the way that that light is shown is as we offer ourselves before God just for who we are. God, change me. Make me better. And yes, there are times that effort is required on our part where we have to make a conscious decision to not to do something or to do something as we walk with God, that reflects the reality of your commitment to God. If God has asked you to give something up, He is doing that because it is for your own personal betterment, to make you a better person, to make you a better follower, but overall just to 
make you live better within your own personal lives. And God is always asking me every day to make a conscious decision to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to see the right thing. And I think what's important is for us to reflect that. That as the light of God is shown in our lives, that we are willing to make the effort to do those things. To live a life in which we understand as we are a follower of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we express that way in many different ways. By our attitudes and actions with each other. By the things that we think about. Not just the things that we do, but by the things that we think about. Because before we do something, there is a thought process that reveals our actions in terms of who we are. Are our thoughts reflective of us truly living for God the way that He wants us to? Because if they are, then our actions just kind of follows along in that process. And then we see the reality of our commitment to God. We see the desire that God has for us. And if we could put bumper stickers on ourselves, and as people see us from behind, what would they show? What would they reveal about us? Would we be willing to put on their disciple, Jesus follower? Would we be willing to put on the attributes that God wants us to have to be holy? To live at peace with each one. To be patient, to be kind, to be compassionate. Would we be putting those things on us in such a way so that people could really test us to see if our faith is true? And more importantly, the things that we are doing, are they acceptable before God? For you see, for us that light to show there has to be some type of transformation. You and I that have served in military service, we did not become Marines or soldiers or sailors or airmen just because we signed a contract. We had to go through training. We had to endure some form of discipline. And we had to respond to that training. We had to respond to that discipline in the right way. If you were a Marine, perhaps you remember the crucible that you went through that gives you the eagle, globe, and anchor and what it takes to do that, your final test. If you're a soldier, perhaps it was that final ruck march that you had to make. Perhaps it's reflective of the things that you wear on your uniform, your marksmanship badge, reflective of your training and what the result of that training was as you took that and your own personal aptitude and ability to fulfill what was required. God reminds us that in that transformation that we have to do some things. We have to take that training. We have to respond to that training. We have to learn from that training. We have to be disciplined in our training. 
Because that transformation doesn't just take place in that moment of time when we come to know Christ as our personal Savior. It's the beginning of the transformation that God wants to work in your life. It's the beginning of the renewal of your mind that God wants you to work on all the days of your life. Because that process of transformation and the renewing of our minds in Christ Jesus is a continuous process. And then we see as we understand that, as that transformation is beginning to take place, that the light of God is being shown in our lives. And people are attracted to it. People are seeing things about ourselves that are different. Other followers of Jesus Christ identify with you. And you identify with them. And you have that camaraderie. You have that fellowship as being the one in Christ. And you praise God for all of the wonderful things that are taking place in your life. And as your light is being shown, and as others come to see you in that light, you feel and you sense the mercies of God that He has provided you. The grace that He has given you. The grace that He has given me. And we rediscover God in a wonderful way that we never thought we could ever understand or comprehend. Knowing God. Knowing God in a very personal and intimate way. Knowing God that as the light has shown that it just gets better. Because we see how the light is shown in our lives and we discover God more and more. Because God takes us along that journey, God takes us along that path, and He does so in the light of Him. And then we begin to see that plan that God has for us. We begin to understand what it means to follow His will. Many times we can't explain it. Because the will of God for me may be different than the will of God for you. But yet we share the common ground, we share the common bond, we share the common light of what Christ represents in our lives. And we just can do nothing more than just praise God and thank Him for what He has done in our lives. And then we see as we are walking with God all of the wonderful things that God wants us to be. Producing the righteousness that God wants us to produce, not in terms of a self-righteous attitude, but just trying to do those things to be right with God and to be right with others. And then as that light shows, we see that we are desiring to promote what we believe in. Being a follower of Jesus Christ, things begin to change in our lives. And as those changes take place, we see that we are ready and willing to proclaim what God has done. The transformation that is ongoing within your life. And we begin to exercise those things in our lives that God has given us. Those special abilities that God has given you that He has given no one else. The special abilities that He's given me that He's given nowhere else and no one else. And that is the uniqueness that we have with God as being part of God's creation. 
God wants us to do those things and to exercise those gifts so that others can come to know Him. So that we can give glory to God that the good works that we do is not because we're trying to earn our way into some type of relationship with God. It's just reflective of who we are. The good works come because of our desire to want to do and to practice the will of God by showing that light, that spiritual light of our life with God, that spiritual life that God wants us to give to others. And as we think about our light, we should pause and reflect of what it means. Many times the light in our life grows dim because we do stupid things. We make bad decisions. But if you have come to know Christ as your personal Savior, that light never goes out. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Regardless of how dim you think that light might be, that light never goes out if you have trusted Christ as your own personal Savior. That light is always there. God just wants you to show that light yourself first to return to the light that God wants you to have and then you begin to demonstrate that light to others and it's totally reflective of the glory and the praise that you have for God so our light is always there let it shine let it be reflective of the commitment that you have made to God Let it be reflective of the reality of your commitment to God. Let it be reflective of your desire that you truly have been changed and transformed as a follower of His Son, Jesus Christ. And let that light shine. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion, which gives us a wonderful opportunity to publicly demonstrate that the light of God is in our life. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are so thankful that you've given us this opportunity to praise you and to worship you. We are so thankful that we have an opportunity to show the light that you have provided to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. God, forgive us when our light has gone dim. Forgive us for the times when we have wanted to cover it up. Forgive us, Lord, for the stupid things that we have done, the wrong decisions we have made, the sins that we have committed. Allow us, God, to be transformed by that light and by this act publicly that we know your son Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior. Thank you God for forgiving us and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name. Amen.
For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us protect together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 12, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Hymn number 12, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Thank you for coming.